In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve, moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. The only shooting stick with one-handed trigger pull adjustments has a new way to keep you at the top of your game. The Trigger Stick Apex. Built for sturdy support that adapts to unforgiving terrain with easy adjustments to make your big shots. With our Durasteady three-piece carbon leg design and interchangeable rock-solid clamp, nothing tops the Apex. The Trigger Stick Apex, only from Primrose. If you hunt enough, you learn the truth. What you seek speaks a language and knows it well. That's why every Primo's call for everything you hunt is made the right way. We sweat every detail so you get more out of every hunt. And nothing leaves our hand until we know it'll work in yours. Because we don't just make the world's best calls. We speak the language. Primo's. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett. Take a dose of every day. How am I supposed to stay in a world built on empty ways and the lessons of our Thanks for downloading the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. This is Series 1, Episode 82. I'm Rob Snow White. This is the beginning of beers, biscuits, and bushwhacking schmuggle land in Western North Carolina. This is being recorded on my iPhone. You'll find out why. The audio is pretty dodgy on this. You're going to find out why. So if you want to skip this one and just look at the pictures from the blog, go ahead and do so. Hope to see some of y'all at Doswell this weekend, and I'll have a podcast from that. So enjoy this podcast. The sound is horrendous. What I'm recording on. Walk down the down study, concrete canyon. 
my new dad. Everyone, checking in. Asheville, North Carolina. Got to recreate everything I did over the last several days because, uh, yeah, I just lost my dad up on the mountain. It's somewhere in the Pisgah National Forest. Spring break, it's 68 degrees and sunny. We got a, a slight wind. Oh man, I'm uh, still full from breakfast. We'll get to that. So we decided to come down here, drink some beer, maybe get some fishing in, eat some chow. Now the monkey wrenches, the pixie got sick on the way down. She's in the hotel with the wife with 102 fever. She's got some uh, some drinks and cartoons and some Swedish fish going on. Man, it's hard, it's hard holding up the dat because I got some huge gashes in my arm from uh, trout fishing. That's right. I went trout fishing today. Woo, good times. I also just drank three quarters of a gallon of water, so you might hear me sloshing. You might recognize where I am. I'm right next to uh, my previous... Sleeping arrangements, Shay Sam Walton. I just had to leave Office Max, just buy my new DAT. I usually go with uh, Sony, this is Olympus. About to get on the road, head back to the hotel. We're staying at the Biltmore, Hilton Village. Conveniently next to Orvis. So let's backtrack. We left yesterday, Wednesday, around 7 a.m. The ladies are not into road tripping as much, so it was not as fun as normally. Windows were up, music was turned down, no podcasts were on. Um, jam bands were 86, as well as shoegaze music. We were listening to my old iPod, which we're listening to now. recognize that voice is Nora Jones. If you don't have the Nora Jones and Peter Malick group, New York Sessions, go to iTunes or Amazon, get it now. So we got into town yesterday about 3.30, headed straight to Rocky's Hot Chicken. That was my main goal, was to come back and have one of the top five sandwiches of my life. And this time I went with hot, because it's hot chicken. I, I regretted that most of the night. Um, I had the chicken club or whatever on Shibata with bacon and pimento cheese and mm, that was good stuff wash that down with a green man porter the wife had straight up fried chicken mild which is kind of weird the wife going mild and the kid had some fries went straight to the hotel checked in and I'm having trouble driving right now because my feet are a little wet you'll find out about that again like I said I gotta recreate the whole shebang I want to throw out one of Justin's sounds because that's how today has been going. Checked in, walked over to Orvis, talked to Christian. He writes for Southern Culture on the Fly. He walked me through their store. It's a tiny one compared to Tyson's. But what they make up for with Fly selection is pretty fantastic. Some just ridiculous flat stuff. Crabs, shrimps, some ridiculous... Bass flies, topwater, subsurface, trout flies. Um, it's pretty fantastic stuff. Nothing new in the fly department. 
to purchase for me really no fly tie materials so I, I just went with that I asked Christian where to go he gave me a spot not too far it's kind of like I guess our big hunting creek it's where do you send out of towners when they come to town so I walked the three blocks back to the hotel and the kid being sick I stayed there while the wife went into town and walked around and, and scoped out places she wanted to go today the kid being sick, we didn't sleep too well last night. She was up with 102 most of the night. It was kind of convenient having a bit of indigestion rolling around in my room. And I wanted it cold last night, just being on the road all day. Having a kid with a fever kind of helps. We get up this morning, go downstairs. The kid's just not feeling well. Look at that, I'm already in my exit. One exit away from the Western North Carolina Fly Fishing Expo. It's been kind of cool to drive through some familiar areas. Had biscuits, I had gravy, I had bacon. I made up for all that bacon I missed out on at Lancaster. I had some kind of local sausage. Cup of coffee, a little stronger than normal. And I had some grits, and man, those grits were good. It was like some kind of sweet corn. Definitely needed some pepper and a little Cholula. It's not the kind of grits. We usually do more of a polenta style at home, not the kind of runny. Down here, you can just get away with eating it with a fork. And after that, we decided to take the, the kid to urgent care up the street and got her checked out. She was not too into getting a nasal swab for the flu. And while we were waiting, I went over, I told her I'd get her some Swedish fish for being so brave. And she was mad that I got just a red bag of Swedish fish. She didn't even know what Swedish fish were. But I told her red's the best. And while I was in there, I do my normal walk around a store. And I'm going to look for stuff to make squirmies with. Lo and behold, the mother load. These are the biggest puffer balls with maybe six to seven inch long tentacles. I got them in chartreuse. I got them in purple. I got them in uh, pinks. You better be expecting some of the most bastastic snow white hookworms at the upcoming Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival that you can imagine. Came back to the hotel. I dropped them off, went upstairs to get my phone charger, and went over to Hunter Banks Fly Shop. It's about a 10-minute drive, not too far. You recognize it. It's got a humongous rainbow trout painted on the outside wall, and and I'm going to have to leave it at that because I'm in pulling into the Biltmore Village, and the wind up here, I don't know if it's because we're on a bluff that's open and the highway's down there. The French Broad is across the street, but it's crazy windy up here. I thought the door was going to blow off earlier, so I'm going to go in. If the kid's asleep, I will just uh, whisper into the thing. I'm not used to whispering because I'm kind of a loud guy. Maybe because I'm losing hearing. I don't know. I'm going to go get parking right out front. Conveniently, there's an Xterra pulling out. And... Um, I'll check in in a couple minutes. Tell you what I encountered at Hunter Banks. How's this thing pause? Erase, stop, plus, minus, display menu, folder index.
That was the sound of my uh, wet wellies walking through the hallways here. I'm barefoot. The entire entrance to a room is wet. So Hunter Banks. I get there, I don't know, 11.30 maybe. And I go in and uh, ask about the fly fishing film tour, which is tonight in town. And it's only $13. If I did it back home, which was last night, it was $25. Now you throw in a couple of pints and some gross chicken fingers and you got a $70 night. Tonight should be a little bit more fun. Like I said, the wife is out right now. Um, she just ate. What did she just eat? Collard smoked tater tot BLT with fried green tomatoes. And I texted her. She needs to barp in my face when she comes back. That's the only I'm going to get her to share that. So I start walking around Hunter Banks, which has a ton of soft goods. If you need shirts, hats, Sim stuff, Patagonia, that is the place to do it. And I go over to the fishing department, and lo and behold, there's Shane. My old buddy from all the fly fishing shows. So I say hi to him. He looked kind of surprised to see me. I asked if he was going to the show tonight. So yes, he is. I will see him there. Go through the fly time department. And guess what I find? Some super fat Rainy's float foam. Black, yellow, orange. And it's on sale. So now I've got a ton of stuff to make gutless frogs for that upcoming fly fishing and wine festival to sell. Help me pay for this brand new uh, $45 dat I'm talking on. So walk around the shop, go through things. I find a pair of cables to replace the ones I broke. I was wearing Costas, which I just don't like. They're too loopy. And they were getting caught in all sorts of crap today on the stream. I'll get to that. Just chill. So then I, I leave, I got to go to the grocery store, get some stuff for the kid, picked up a gallon of water, and they have Celestial Seasonings Kombucha, which is the wife's favorite kombucha. So I got her one of those, and another one, and basically just one of each flavor, and two of the lemon, pomelo or just lemon, I don't know, that stuff's nasty, but that's her favorite. Drop everything off, get my um, fishing license, which is five bucks for three days. I, I don't know if I'm going to go back, you'll hear why, I'm a little beat up. My back hurts, tired, and I get on the road. It's one exit down, and I pass the Expo Center, and I'm off into the mountains. It goes from two-lane road to one lane, which if you're from the D.C. area, specifically Northern Virginia, it looked like the W&OD trail, a thin piece of black with a yellow stripe down the middle. Now, I'm going to tell you a joke that just reminded me of. When we first moved into our house in Annandale, we had a big housewarming party, and for a funny bit, I somehow found a free stand-up comic on Craigslist. He came over, and the only joke that made me laugh was, what's white with an orange stripe? Rabbit underwear. If you didn't get it, think about it. So I'm going on this road, and it's up in the mountains, and I haven't been on a road like this in forever. And it starts going from, you know, big cherry trees that are in bloom and forsythia on the side to rhododendron forest, which growing up, going to camp in Pennsylvania, we called Schmungleland. So I'm back in Schmungleland. And there'll be pictures on the blog. I'm not going to spot where I am, but if you know the area, you're probably familiar with where they sent me. Like I said, it's probably the spot everyone goes to. I said, I've only got a couple hours to fish while the family's at the hotel. Where should I go? And then 
it goes to just gravel with huge potholes and rivets and just rocks sticking out. And I'm in the Weiss Hyundai, which is not the best for off-roading. I would take my CRV any day. And I'm surprised I didn't rip a tire. I go past um, a couple campsites. One of them, just by the look of the guy in the van, I'm guessing that's the Pisgah National Forest um, meth lab. Not sure. And I'm following the directions because the guys at Hunter Banks took out a map and they showed me where to go. We discussed it and I took some pictures of their maps. And then uh, I park and I follow the directions. I get out and I follow this dirt trail and I'm on a kind of a clear cut mountain ridge and it's hot and it's blowing wind and there's dust everywhere. And I figure people must be going down here because there's some, some fresh footprints, some fresh deer, and there are some. Uh, in every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And don't go gently, y'all. Some horse apples, some road apples in the road. That's horse poop. Now, the best way to find out if it's fresh is to stick your finger in it. And then if there's someone else there, you pull your finger out and you lick the finger that didn't go in. And then you say, mmm, that's fresh. I guarantee it'll work. We did that with uh, elephant poop in Africa. Stick your middle finger in pull it out, and then lick your index finger because they assume you put your index finger in it and you say, mm, that's fresh dung. So grab my, my T3 Orvis rod, my Patagonia sling pack, uh, fill up a bottle of water, and then put my wellies on, and, and I start going down the trail. And I, I have no idea where I'm going. My phone's not working. Um, I walk for about 15 minutes, and, and it's just dry and windy. Ain't no water anywhere. The trail ends, you can go to the right or you can go to the left. It says, the trail just says go to the left because the right's closed. So I start going down that way and after about 10 minutes, I start hearing water. Um, it's split right and left. I decided to go to the right and I'm going up and I'm going down and it's through rhododendron and it just smells earthy and you can hear the water and I'm walking, I'm walking and you know, I'm on a time constraint. I got to be back here no later than 3.30 so the wife can go get her chow I decide I'm going the wrong direction so I double back and now I'm like just hold on a second I'm, I'm texting you Jason right now uh, negative no, right. Jason and I Jason isn't that weird it's like a time machine man we're texting right now but you're not going to hear about the podcast till later and then I'm just like, screw this. I, I can hear the water. I can see it. I just make a beeline. And if you don't know what a beeline is, it's basically um, when bees find flowers, it's a straight line that they'll travel using polarized sun back and forth from the nest or the hive to the flowers. And if you follow that, either you're going to find flowers or you're going to find honey. So back in the day, if you followed a beeline, you would actually find honey, which is one of nature's just greatest sources of food. I get down there, and it's just total shmungle land. It's crystal clear water, and 
And uh, the first thing I see down there is this massive crane fly emerging on this moss-covered rock. And I got a video of it. It's just beautiful. I haven't been in water like this in years. There's a tight canopy. You know, I'm thinking my rod's too long. I start off. I don't know what's in here. See if there's something big. Maybe I'm going to catch a hellbender. I mean, I'd rather just see a hellbender than catch a fish any day. I flip over rocks looking for stuff. Don't really see a whole lot of bugs. No hellbenders, no crayfish, no helgramites. Uh, little midges flying around. Butterflies everywhere. And I'm not really having any luck. It, you know, I'm just, I'm hooking trees. And uh, I'm using an eight-pound tippet leader from back home because uh, there's just trees everywhere. And, and I don't want to hook anything and, and break off. And I got a, a huge articulated fly. And I find some deep plunge pools and I'm ripping it through and and nothing. Um, this one pool was near a campsite, had some monofilament, like 5X hanging from a tree. It's probably been cleaned out by people just eating them. And I keep fishing this fly, and I walk probably another 10, 15 minutes, and, and by now, uh, I filled up my wellies. So the patch held because uh, my left Le Chameau is falling apart. The zipper handle broke off the other day, so I can't zip it, but I can latch the top, and then there's a hole where water's just been leaking in. So I used some of the uh, Orvis Wader Patch Kit UV goop the other night and fixed that. I could live in my Le Chameaux. They're the most comfortable, just uh, sturdy boots I've ever worn. I can't get a hold of them. Um, I don't have my Orvis receipt. There's loopholes when you work at Orvis that you can't really get refunds on things if you don't have your receipts. So I, I'm stuck with these till I decide to shell out. Uh, you know, they do retail for 450 So, yeah, I was nervous about buying this dat. Where was I? All right, so then um, I'm walking upstream, and, and, you know, so now my feet are just, like, heavy. They're, you know, I'm wearing uh, Bundeswehr German moleskin pants. Cottony blend, I believe, and wool socks, and, and my feet are just like heavy. It's hard to walk. I'm slipping, but I'd rather be wearing this than waders. I, I would have destroyed my waders. I mean, if you looked at my arms from today, they're completely shredded. That would have been my waders. And I get to a hole, and um, I see like a six inch fingerling just kind of swimming around. First time I've seen a trout in, yeah, I'm going to probably say the last Project Hill and Waters 2 fly tournament. I take out my little Chernobyl ant, size 12, barbless. It's green and hot pink foam with green legs because you can see it. And if you drop it, it floats. It's easy to see, well-exposed hook. My three tenants of a brook trout fly. And I don't know if there's brookies in here, rainbows, browns, cutthroats, palominos, whatever. And uh, that fish, I believe it came up once and just hit it and nothing and then spooked. And then uh, I keep walking, you no know, 10, 15 minutes. And the whole time I've been recording all of this. I was recording the entire thing as I'm walking. You would have laughed at how out of breath I was about my, my complaining about the trees because I'm hooking everything. Roll casts are getting, getting caught up. Uh, bow and arrow casts are getting hung up. And yeah, I just want to be on my drift boat on a lake where I'm hooking nothing on my back cast. Remember, I'm not a small stream guy. This is uh, this is going back to my roots. And the last time I did a spring break trout trip, I believe, was in 95. My girlfriend had just broken up with me because I wanted to buy her a pack of cigarettes. And it wasn't because I didn't want her to smoke. I only had 20 bucks on me, and we were going to see Vertical Horizon that night at the Bayou in D.C., 
So then went camping with Big Gay Adam and Sam. Sam basically just uh, may or may not have had some narcotics in him and just watched us fish, and, and we caught some smallies, and that was it. That was spring break, senior year of high school. But I digress, as I normally do. And then, um, so now I've got on this Chernobyl, and I, and I took some Forex fluorocarbon that I bought back when Bill Clinton was president because I don't really use Forex. That's how long I've had it. And I move up and uh, start working this pool and I cast and the water's bringing the fly back towards me and I'm stripping line in trying to remember how to fish small streams and out of the left side this fish just comes up and grabs it and I set the hook and the fish goes down and, and I don't know what it is and uh, it gets wrapped around a rhododendron and I finally just grab the leader and pull it in. It's the most gorgeous brown trout I've seen in years. The thing was, I don't know, 10 inches long, if that, just golden and buttery with red dots. And, oh, my God, it was just, I was ecstatic. And I recorded the whole thing. You, you missed my emotions, but it was awesome. And I keep going upstream, eventually hoping to get to this. You know, backtrack down these trails I came down on, which was, I don't know, mile, two miles. And it's slow going. Like I said, I, I can't even lift my feet now over all the fallen trees and the boulders. And, and the water's now coming up to my thighs. So I, for some reason, I forgot to take all these straws out of my pocket I got for my daughter so I could drink her smoothies. I'm pretty anti-plastic straw. But when a kid needs them when they're sick and they're in paper, so I put those in the sling pack. And I've got the dat in my right pocket, which they're pretty deep. These are military pants. And my phone in there. And I'm taking pictures the whole time, pausing to record. And um, I keep going upstream, and nothing's really coming off but some crane flies. I never saw them fly, just kind of filling their wings with hemolymph and waiting for those to dry and stiffen up so they could fly away. Fish for about an hour. And, uh, you know, there were times where I had to get out and walk around because it was just too smuggle land where I couldn't even crawl through. Like I said, my glasses were getting caught on things, my bag. I'm so scratched up right now. But they're war wounds. It's worth it. And the reason I'm all tame right now as opposed to earlier in the car is the kid fell asleep right now watching bubble guppies in the room. And eventually I just said, screw it, I'm done. Um, After, I don't know, how long of just... Hold on a second. All right, I'm back. I like this that better. It's a little more clear. It's got a bright orange light that tells you it's recording. So I get out. I say, F it, I'm done. It's getting tighter and more narrow. And there's definitely some plunge pools and some long straightaways. Moss. I find all sorts of little wildflowers. There's violets. There's some yellow wildflowers. I don't know. I'm starting to flip over logs on the side looking for salamanders. This is where all salamanders evolve. This is the the point zero, whatever you call it, of uh, ground zero. What I don't know, that's the wrong term. That's a nuclear blast term. It's the epicenter of, of uh, these organisms' origin. And I didn't find any. So I keep fishing and fishing, and then just, you know, I'm done. So uh, put my fly in, in the hook keep, and I... And I eventually lost like three or four of my little flies because just bat casting and roll casting. And I mean, there was more crap to get hung up on than you can imagine. Uh, okay. And then I climb out. I'm like, all right, I'm going to start walking up. And now I realize how far down the road I am. I come out to Meth Guy Van. 
I start walking up, and I see a sign that says, no camping, no tents, and of course there's a tent there. Didn't get a picture of it. And I go into my pocket to start recording my walkout. That is gone. So I backtrack down, and I had it maybe five minutes before. And I, I crawl back down. I go back down. I'm trying to retrace my steps, but, I mean, it's Schmongle Land. You can't find anything. And probably spent 20 minutes just looking for this thing that is, you know, maybe the size of a Mars bar. After a while, I'm like, screw it. It's gone for good again. I remember last time I lost my dat was when I had to switch from my dead car into a U-Haul. I lost the whole Salmon River one. So now I start walking out, and as I was walking back down the road, backtracking, a car passed. And I was going to hitchhike up, but I was going back. So now I'm walking up. It's about a 20-minute uphill hike. I don't like hiking. I don't like going uphill. I could row a boat for eight hours straight against the tides, maybe wind, but you put me on an incline and I am, I'm no good. And uh, finally, after 20, 25 minutes, get up to the car, finish off about half that gallon, and my boots were sloshing like my guts. It was, it was tough, man. It was hot out there. It was windy. Break the rod down, get in the car, text the wife, I'm on my way. The drive out was much faster, of course. It's always faster going out. When you don't know where you're going on the way in, it's just longer. Oh, my gosh. Stop texting me, lady. The wife says she can't believe everything has bacon in it down here, which um, it's not a bad thing, especially for you know Jason from Orvis. He, he would love it down here. There's uh, Justin's sound. So then I go straight to Office Depot, and I pick up the DAT, and I head back here. I'm going to chill for a little bit, having a Green Man ESB. I'm going to go jump in the hot shower while the wellies and the pants and the socks dry out. Got the kid watching TV, and the wife's walking around. I've got the F3T tonight, so I'm looking forward. Hopefully there's food there because, like I said, it's uh, 4.12, and I've not eaten since... 8 o'clock this morning. Yeah, so unless y'all want to join me in the shower, I don't think this thing's waterproof. So um, I'm signing off for now. That was the recap of like 48 hours worth of adventure. Trying to recreate it, man. It just doesn't work. But I'll, I'll think of some things from earlier and uh, I'll get back to y'all. We'll see if I'll uh, maybe interview some people tonight at the show. And I'm going to have to put my name on this dat. If you are fishing... Uh, down where I was, you ever find the dat? My phone number is scratched in it. Good luck. And it was just north of where the was around where the bucket's hanging from the tree. If that helps, bucket hanging from the tree. I don't know what it was, but it scared me. It was probably meth because it was near the van.
venue. I'll tell you about it more later. Okay, Just listen in. having a sick child and losing uh, my dad. Where was I? So I'm driving into the uh, Highland Park and I get there and there's this food truck outside. And like I said, man, I have not eaten all day since biscuit gravy time. So I go in and uh, find out you can't transfer your tab from the main bar to the fly show section. And I said, fly show section? Man, I didn't realize we were going to be segregated with other groups. I thought we'd be in the main room. It turns out they actually have an event space there. All right, I-40 West. Who wants to go to Knoxville? Actually, not me. I want to go home and try to get some sleep. Not home. I mean the... Uh, I mean the uh, hotel. So, get myself a fresh pint, walk around, Crooked Creek Hollers there, Southern Culture on the fly, hang out, talk a little bit, find myself mixed between nosebleed seats up in a balcony, which is explained as to why they only have plastic cups and no pint glasses. I do not like to drink my beer from plastic. I do prefer a pint. They said, well, people might drop a pint from above and knock you on the head. So I said, all right, all right, well, I'll go with plastic. Got myself um, St. Agnes or Angie, something or other. It's pretty good. And then I sit down on this lush, lush chair because I did not want to sit in a folding seat. And meanwhile, the Sky, Lando Sky TU chapter is doing raffle items for the night. I don't have any cash, so I can't do a raffle. I sit down, sip on my beverage, and decide, you know what? Donger need food. So I go out to the food truck. It starts raining. I order anyway. I get the awesome burger with bacon, local grass-fed beef. You know, beef shouldn't have to be labeled as grass-fed. Beef should either be natural which is grass-fed versus bone meal, newspaper, antibiotic, and nasty crap. When you go to the grocery store, you shouldn't have to say all natural versus the blank section. Everything else should be labeled unnatural, and then you should just have food. Honestly, that's what I think, but I digress. Again, all right, so... I get my burger, 
and I go back in, I get myself an IPA and sit down, I take a bite, and I'm just like, wow. I cannot remember the last time I had a burger that good. I mean, just char-grilled, brioche bun, sauce, really flavorful bacon. Every bite was just like a masterpiece. I was just flabbergasted. So good. And then I had some sweet potato fries. Now I hear a guy next to me talking about the Project Healing Waters uh, national meetup in Orlando last week. So I start talking to him. I go to stand up. I spill my beer because y'all know I'm clumsy like that. So he's like, you know, they'll probably just give you another one. So I walk up to the bar and I said, hey, man, um, I just spilled my beer. Any chance of a refill? And the guy's like, what were you drinking? I was like, IPA. So threw some extra bucks their way on tips. I uh, finished my burger and the movie start. We start off with Brian and Colby Tro doing The Blue Water by Nick and Cammy Swingle. It was pretty cool, man. The fact that Brian jumped into 3,000 foot deep water to swim off with his fish to release it was awesome. I've always been jealous of what those guys do, and that was just like the tip of the iceberg, the icing on the cake. Very cool. Uh, it did seem that R.A. Beatty had a bunch of movies in this film tour. I like the Milkfish one. Now you heard Jocko, I think Jocko Lucas, his name, during Meredith and my podcast last week. And now I'm seeing him on Facebook, and he popped up on the Milkfish podcast. And I'm thinking, this dude's probably got some pretty crazy stories. Might have to get him on the podcast. I'm about empty on the gas. So, if you hear me pull over suddenly, it's because I ran out. I'm on E. What else do we see? So, the Brook Trout movie was pretty cool. I do dig seeing Yvonne Chouinard. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Getting down and dirty, backcountry fly fishing, but it was for these giant brook trout. And if you remember the podcast from Somerset two years ago, we talked to the new Fly Fishers TV show, and they had a mounted massive brook trout. This thing was huge. It was bigger than anything they showed in this movie. And if I hadn't spoken with those guys, I would have thought that this movie was extra special. But eh, it was cool. Red wine, South America, something about brook trout with cataracts. Either way, it was awesome. And then there was another movie about Jeff Courier and fishing for pike. There were some awesome, like, flare the gills to suck in prey shots, clear water. Um, just a fun evening. And being that it was a bar with $4.50 pints with um, 
ridiculous burgers in this awesome venue. I had a great time. This was all, when I woke up this morning, I didn't think any of this was going to happen. I didn't think I was going to catch a trout. I was going to bushwhack through Schmungleland. I was going to eat burgers and have grits. It's a good day. Like I said, having a, a sick kid throws a damper on and I'm going back. I will probably be up most of the night. But it was fun. And the, the back of the bar, people were chit-chatting and there was a little bit of talking, but you can still hear, hear everything. It was on a small screen, but I could still see it. I can still hear it. And then intermission, they did the raffles for the Trout Unlimited. And people were winning like glasses and, and hats and, and costas. You know what I love about here? There's literally no traffic right now. I, I don't get it. There's like no people on the roads around here, except when I went to Office Depot, but that wasn't even bad. That was like 9 p.m. in DC. So this chick stands up when they're getting ready to do the Yeti cooler raffle drawing. And she's got, like, it looked like she just came from winning skee-ball at the Chuck E. Cheese. She runs up with a handful, like, two feet long or a milkfish long worth of raffle tickets. And she's like, I won, I won, I won, I won the Yeti. They're like, lady, sit down. We ain't drawn it yet. And then she sits down, and we're all giggling. And they run off the numbers. They start doing like one number, two number, and you just hear like, aw, man, aw, ass, aw, damn, as people start realizing they didn't win. They get to the end, this chick stands up, and she freaking won the Yeti cooler. I think it was fixed. I don't think they even checked her tag or what. But this woman jumped up, spilled people's beer, and ran up and got herself a freaking brand new Yeti cooler with like plastic on it. It was bizarre. It was hilarious. It was kind of the icing on the cake for the evening. And then we started seeing the, the Geo Bass guys and Thad and Crazy Man Owens. Who, and uh, by the way, there was a doppelganger for Thad if he put on some weight at the show tonight. And I figured I just got that video from Costa on DVD and it's getting late. So I am going to ooh, look at that. A sign for the North Carolina Arboretum. I would pull out over there and geek out on some herbaceous stuff and flowers if I had my DSLR to take flower pictures. I was like, all right, I, I can see this when I get home. And I called it a night. I walked out, talked to the Hunter Bank guys on the way out. The rain is cleared. It's a beautiful 60-degree, semi-cloudy night. And I'm on my way home and talking to y'all. Don't know what the plans are for tomorrow. I think it's going to be based on what uh, baby ladies' temperature is. But my plan is breakfast again at the hotel. Biscuits, gravy, less eggs, bacon, grits. Now, you know that fueled me for nearly 12 hours today, so I can handle it tomorrow. I want to go to Green Man Brewing, and then the day is up to us. Maybe we'll go fishing. I doubt it. I lost all my Chernobyls. When I was backtracking to look for 
my dat, my Chernobyl got caught in a tree somehow, and I just was so pissed, I just broke it off. Now, there's a reason I'm fishing hot pink and bright green flies with bright green rubber legs. You can see those when you drop them. So if you do hook a tree and you can't get it out, you snap your tippet, and hopefully that fly falls to the ground. If not, you can smack it out with your rod tip, if you're careful not to break it, and then you just look for that fly. I want to say at least three times today, bushwhacking, and man, I would have loved to have had my uh, SOG machete with me today. I found my fly just sitting there. Either uh, it sank a little bit or it got caught in an eddy, but those bright colors made it easier. Let's see where things go tomorrow. It was fun hanging out with the Hunter Banks guys tonight. I owe them a lot of gratitude, fun night. Um, I think I definitely had more fun than if I had some nasty ass food at a French Broad. And when I drove over the French Broad today, it was clear from like 40 feet up. I can see the individual rocks down there, so pretty sweet river. I had more fun. I drank better beer. Got to hang out with some guys I don't see, but you know, three times a year. And um, that burger again, dude. I'm gonna put their uh, their stuff up on Instagram and the blog. So if you're ever down here, you need to find that food truck. It was fantastic. So it is 9.24 p.m. Wrapping up half of spring break in Asheville, North Carolina. Ciao. When I said the wife doesn't want me to play shoegaze, this is what I'm talking about. Twisterella. But you need Andy Bell on that reverb and pedal to make it real shoegaze. If I've seen it all before, why is this bus taking me back again? Mark Gardner Acoustic. My goodness. If I don't need anymore, why is this bus taking me back again?
All right. Where to begin? Uh, worst road trip ever. So I come back from the film tour. It's kind of late. And I figure I, I've got first watch on the kids, so I'll stay up, check the phone, read some stuff, catch up on the news that we've missed over the day. And she's just got like 102 fever and, and nap jerks. And so she, she freaks out. She sits up. She shouts, broccoli and carrots. And then just puts her head down and goes back to sleep. And then an hour later wakes up and asks about the neighbor's kids downstairs and if she can have a popsicle. So I grab her, put her in bed with me to hold her arms down so she doesn't have the nap jerks to wake herself up. Maybe we can all get a good night's sleep. But having a 102 degree body on me that's got hot sick breath in my face, didn't really sleep at all. The sun finally comes up. I may have gone in and out of sleep. Uh, felt awful. We decide we're going to bag it, drive home on Friday, end the trip early, um, just just to get her home. Um, by morning at breakfast time, she broke the fever, so that was perfect timing. And we go to the hotel. I pack the car up while the ladies are getting ready. Biscuits, gravy, grits, grits, bacon, eggs, biscuits, gravy, a lot of coffee. And then we just go to town. Park, walk around a couple of shops, uh, do some window shopping, ended up buying some seeds for a milkweed plant to encourage the growth of the monarch butterflies, which are considered endangered. According to the people I spoke to from the Butterfly Society at the White House Easter Egg Roll, which was a complete disaster also. So we probably spent an hour in downtown walking around, checking out the shops. Uh, I don't think we bought anything. We got some little owl decorative thing to hang up in the house. We got the flowers and got a couple singles of the local beers. Get in the car, start driving away. Kid falls asleep. We're like, all right, easy six and a half hour drive. It's 10 a.m. We're on the road, 70 miles per hour. Go about... An hour and a half, kid wakes up, just screaming, yelling at us. Her nose is running. No fever, though. It sounds like we're the worst parents ever putting her in a car ride. Feeling that way, but we needed to get home. We Neither of us had slept in two days. Uh, my wife had really wanted to go to a bunch of these restaurants that we just never got to. So she kind of wants to scrap it and redo it without her maybe this fall. So the kid now screaming, she's got to go to the bathroom. So we pull over. She's like, nope, nothing. Get back in the car. She's screaming, you know, 20 minutes later, she's got to go to the bathroom. We pull over. Turns into the boy who cried wolf. It never happened. She kept threatening it. So those added 40 minutes on. And then we just said, forget it. She can scream in the car. We're not pulling over. We... Go from uh, four lanes to two lanes at some point, and then all of a sudden everyone's going 50 miles an hour. We can't figure out what that, what's going on here. Well, we come up over a hill, and we look down. There's a funeral procession in the right lane going 50 in the 70 mile an hour. And the left lane is being blocked by some Bubba in a Tim Riggins-looking pickup truck. And he won't let anybody pass the funeral procession. We don't know what's going on. This goes on for 20 miles. 
and we're trying to see if there's like a, a roundabout we can get off and, and connect down, you know, ahead of them. But finally, it opens up to three lanes, and we pull up. You know, we're going 55, 60, 65, 70 again. And it's just some dude in a wife beater and a dirty hat who just felt that he should prevent anybody from passing this funeral procession. I don't know if there's some law, if he thought he was doing something nice, but um, I don't know. You do that up here, you know, someone's going to pull you over and bash your headlights in with a golf club. I don't know. <laughs> it was awful. The guy was a total jerk, a-hole, whatever. We're going, we're going, and then all of a sudden, um, 20 more minutes in traffic, it's construction, so one lane in each direction, someone had an accident, and everybody had to slow down to watch this cop talk to this woman and another car on the shoulder, and I kid you not, it took, this is with ways on too, 20 minutes to go maybe four miles because people had a rubber neck. And then out of that, while we're there, you know, the windows are down, the kids yelling at us, shouting, runny nose, going in and out of sleep. It, it was hell. Get back on the road. We pull over, stop somewhere, sheets, get our sandwiches, fill up on some caffeinated beverages. And, uh, and I'm driving. So now we're only like four hours in. What well, should have been four hours. It's now about seven, seven and a half. Get up to Richmond, find about... 20 miles south of Fredericksburg, around where the Fly Fishing and Wine Festival will be this coming weekend in Goswell or something. Doswell. It took us about two hours to go from there to Woodbridge, Virginia, which is about 35 to 40 miles an hour. Mind you, we also passed the biggest Confederate flag I've ever seen flying next to the highway. Uh, and now it's 845 Meanwhile, we left at 10 in the morning, and we just decide, all right, we're close enough. We're going to get off on the Prince William Parkway, and we're going to do the back roads to get home. The whole time, I'm driving, you know, the entire day, and for some reason, the iPod that's plugged in with the 5,000 so, 4,000 songs only wants to shuffle a couple of them. I don't know why. So then I plug in the iPod Touch, which has got 4,000 songs, which is like the best of the other iPod, no, not 4,000, it's got a quarter of them, so like, I don't 2,000, 1,000 of them, whatever. I can go check if you need. It's only playing through one speaker, so it, it was pretty awful driving home. When you get home, everyone's yelling at each other, it's just sweaty, my back is totally thrown out from that ride, so it basically just threw off the entire trip, it ended it on a bad note. Finally, just put the luggage under the house. And while I was driving, I was thinking about the film tour a little bit more. That everything was so exotic and far destinations, places that you and I are probably never going to get to. And these people that just seem to be privileged, it's the same people every year doing the same things. Now, maybe I could get a production team and start doing my own stuff, but I would want to see more local, more musky, more tailwater fishing, more Everglades, more landlocked salmon, stuff that, you know, for the film tour, a little more attainable to the average person. 
Um, a little more of these exotic places that take, you know, 48 hours to get to and you're on single prop planes getting to that are just complete commercials for hatch and hatch reels, able pliers, and Yeti coolers. It's the same. I think half the movies were from R.A. Biati. Like, why aren't more people submitting? Or maybe it's because I left an hour and 45 minutes into it. Maybe there was how much more. I don't know. But, you know, it's the same guys each year. I complain about that each year and how it's always just the same commercials built into everything. But, I don't know. I think we need a little more variety. It was awesome seeing it at that venue. I could totally go for one of those beers after that long ride, which we did. And um, that's it. That road trip was pretty heinous. Did catch a trout. Wife didn't get to see or go to or eat at the places she wanted to. We never slept. I lost my dad. I don't know. Was it worth it? Eh. But that Rocky's hot chicken was pretty damn good. So that completes beer, biscuits, and bushwhacking in Western North Carolina for spring break. Womp womp, sad trumpet. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com. to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish this is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here from the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters enjoy the best fishing panama city beach has to offer during chasing the sun sundays at 9 30 a.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.